0: To Ball Red Radio, my name is Matt Weston. Tonight, I'm joined in the LA studios with the professional podcaster himself, my good friend Taylor. How are you doing tonight, man?
1: I'm doing all right. I'm just I'm kind of curious on like what we're doing here. I thought the season was over once the Dallas Cowboy season ends. Oh, gotcha. isn't this the Dallas gotcha. Cowboys podcast? It isn't is. that why you invite me
0: over? That's a good point. And now you're just like everybody else out there who realize <laughs> I, I hate it. I really do hate it that as soon as their team loses, oh, the season's over, let's talk about off season. let's talk about NFL draft, let's talk about everything other than the games they're currently on. It's like NBA basketball where nobody talks about basketball anymore. They just talk about who may get traded, who's the next free, ooh, what about the summer of 2022? It's annoying, and I don't like it.
1: Well, I only think that because it, it's just if it gets boring, which is kind of what the NBA is, yeah, so sure. that's why everybody just looks forward to the next season. Think about it. The the playoffs are kind of boring now. It's all the 1st and the 2nd seeds. There's no Cinderella really. These were the teams that everybody picked at the beginning, right?
0: Yeah, I guess in some ways. But I mean, these are the four best teams, you know. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Like, whatever you, know, whatever they're, you say, it's right? the four best teams. Yeah. It's like the three of the six three of the best offenses the Patriots have like the six best all six best Dude, offenses. I really year.
1: don't like hearing that on the Dallas Cowboy podcast. You saying that these are the <laughs> four best teams. I just don't appreciate
0: that. You don't appreciate it? Uh, so even though the, some of the games last week, you if you're listening to the show now, which you should, if you're listening right now, you better subscribe. If you, know. you don't, we will find you. And, and I have, I got a meat hooker for Christmas. Meat hook, not meat hooker. I got, a meat, you I got said a meat hooker. Yeah. <laughs> I want
1: to, I want you to tell the audience what a meat hooker is. Well,
0: it's like a, a big rod, but it's also like a cleaver at the handle of a cleaver.
1: What do you do with it?
0: You like throw in the back of a pig and then hang the pig up. Oh, my God. And that's what's coming. If you don't subscribe <laughs> oh to the show, that's what you have to look forward to. So, but so it's last supposed week, to be
1: a family show, man. Yeah, it
0: is a family show. Uh, yeah, it's a family show. I just say in a little bit better voice, like, yeah, I, I got a meat hooker for you. If you <laughs> yeah, say it positive. If you don't subscribe to the show right now. But anyways, the games last week were, you know, we talked about on Tuesday and, you know, it was kind of like we had two bad games one okay game. And then the fourth game could have been great, but then ended prematurely with the uh, Alshon Jeffrey, throw it through his hands that in an interception. Where you know, we were talking about this earlier before the show started, uh, you know, this is a, a purely professional relationship. I mean, we didn't talk at all before at all, but oh, Nick God. Foles was going to do it though, he was going to leave oh, that game in a drive, it. and we had that stolen from us in a way.
1: No doubt about it, but you and I still disagree because you blame it more on Alshon. I still blame it on Doug Peterson. You don't call a play when the time could have ran down the two-minute warning. It just No,
0: you it, want the play on the plus side of the two-minute warning. No, no, you yeah, don't. Because do. what, what are you
1: trying to get out of that? To try to score faster so that you can give the ball back to Drew Brees? We'll if have there is a minute score. left on the clock, Drew Brees is going to score and win that game.
0: Maybe. Who knows?
1: What do you mean maybe? Michael know. Thomas had 12 catches, Matt. <laughs> Obviously, he's just going to throw it to one guy because you just can't stop him, right?
0: Yeah, he's impossible to stop. I understand what you're saying, but I always like run the play on the plus side of the two minute warning. So then you can get one play, you can run it if you want to. You can do whatever you want in that play. It doesn't matter. And like Jeffrey was wide open. The ball him right in his hands wasn't bad play design. Wasn't bad decision. Jeffrey wasn't ready.
1: He just wasn't ready. He just wasn't ready for Maybe it. Maybe that's it. He you didn't
0: think the the ball wasn't gonna get snapped, so he wasn't mentally prepared for it.
1: I think in the end though, both you and I agree. It was like everything worked against Nick Foles in that one moment. Yeah. It was no matter what, Nick Foles was not supposed to progress almost like the Philadelphia Eagles sabotaged him.
0: Hmm. Oh. Interesting. What what's a bigger conspiracy theory for you? Jeffrey dropped it on purpose or Andrew Luck played really bad against the Kansas City Chiefs because his shoulder was too cold and didn't work right.
1: Um, just to let you know, that was actually my theory going into this. I wrote that down. Oh, really? saying won't Okay, it was because the moment, and sorry to jump games here, but the moment that it was the first drive and I turned it on, it was the same thing on what you and I realized in Vegas whenever we placed our bets. It I was made a, a great mistake. <laughs> exactly. It was a first drive, me picking the Colts to win. All of a sudden, Andrew Luck throws the ball on third down and it goes about a yard in front of him. And all I said was, That's game. That's game over right there. That's bad. Well, and
0: even that first drive the Eric Ebron dropped a first down pass in that first drive. I think it was the second drive when they, yeah. they were down fourteen zero and then he had that short bounce. That was such bad Yeah. Was... Well, they didn't have a first down until one third left in the second quarter. And my galaxy brain thinking was that the punt block actually hurt them in a way because I agree. it put their defense back out there. They get points immediately. Their offense lost their drive to kind of gel and get better. And, I mean, the worst part about that game, though, was Frank Wright kicking that field goal in the half. You know, you don't operate in a vacuum. The Chiefs are going to get the ball. They're going to score more points. You have to have a touchdown there to make it 24-14 in the half. And even, even if Vinatieri makes the field goal, it's a bad decision regardless. And that really hurt. That really just hurt my feelings, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that that's what they were concerned with, was hurting your feelings. But I will say, when it comes to the Colts, I just I, – that was not the same team. That was really not the same team. No matter what you tell me, you could say it's just a conspiracy theory all you want. But me picking them last week—what the hell was that? Yeah. It was the same thing with the Chargers. What the hell was I watching out there?
0: That was it. The Chargers. The Chargers team. game was even worse though, because the Chargers were the most balanced team in football this year. I agree. And, and they were out coached, outplayed, out hit. What's everything. the What's the three survivor things?
1: Uh, oh, outplay, outlast. Outwit, yeah. Is that, what that, it is? that was the charges yeah. in that game. Oh, dude, I love Survivor. Survivor is so good. This past season, easily the best season. Oh my lord.
0: Yeah, and I mean, Heroes the, versus,
1: No, not Heroes vs. It was David versus Goliath. Yeah, yeah.
0: There we go. Uh My favorite reality TV show of all time, actually, Jersey Shore. Jersey Jersey Shore. <laughs> <and that's laughs> no.
1: It. All right, all right. You're gonna be honest only because you had to watch it with me in college. Your favorite reality show is Laguna Beach. Just no, tell. I didn't watch it with you. you no, 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 you, you did, I, did I watch you it. With wa-
0: you watched it. The other roommate wasn't me. <laughs> the
1: other roommate. It's no, true. you were a part of that.
0: No, I, I would, You were skipping class, and I, whoa, being a studious whoa. good boy, I uh, try to take advantage of the education offered to me. But Dude, show, up, show up, show up from school, healthy and strong. And hey, there's there's Taylor and her other roommate watching
1: Laguna Beach. Just in his underwear, watching Laguna Beach for the day. Yep. Hey. I play Kingdom Hearts, though, too. That, Kingdom Hearts and, 3, baby. And now
0: we're in the exact same place. Yeah, it's actually, almost like it didn't matter. Nothing whatsoever. has changed, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that Colts game, though, It seemed like everything they needed to have happened didn't happen. Everything that couldn't have happened uh, didn't happen also. And so, but even then, like, the best thing I watched last weekend was the new Spider-Man movie. It wasn't even any of these oh football my games at all. Oh, my God. So, without spoiling anything <laughs> whatsoever, <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, you have to see it. The animation's wild. The story's, like, super cool. Uh, and, like, it, it really takes this idea that I've always found really interesting, and I could actually see it. I'm like, oh, so that's how it would work. And it, it makes a little more sense now. So I'm all in on there being multiple universes, and this is just currently, like, probably like the, a mediocre one that we're currently in right now. It's okay, you know? And there's better ones out there.
1: Oh my God! I mean, you see, you're like you just love the multiple theory oh, yeah, or the I multiple universe theory. I love theory. being able to see it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm glad that you enjoyed Spider-Man so much. Eh, Sorry, but I went to watch Dragon Ball Super because, you know, the Brawly baby. Because that's for men. Yeah, it it was for men. By the way, I went to a movie theater. There was not one single child sitting next to me. Hell yeah. How about you? How many children were in that theater?
0: Uh, Three because I took my little brother and sister to it. (laughs) There it is. I picked up my kids from my ex-wife, and it was good to be able to see them again.
1: Hey, man, that Brawly movie was not playing around. Easily the best fight scenes out of any Dragon Ball storyline. Oh, my. Oh my God! It was just incredible. The effects, everything was worth it. I just—it's gonna make so much money. It's gonna make so much freaking money. Really? Yeah. It's already. Are there like
0: previews for this on the television and stuff?
1: Not really. It doesn't have to be because the the audience has just grown. The thing is, it's already made over seven million dollars after one night. And that is seven times the amount of the movie in 2015 that was also considered a success. Did you
0: like the one in 2015 more?
1: Hell yeah, Baby's Resurrection and Frieza. No, not more than this one. This one was the greatest one I've ever seen with Brawley.
0: that's why I was asking that. Did you like it more, not did you like it?
1: Dude, spoiler alert, I saw Gogeta. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I just did a spoiler. That's what I did.
0: I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry, audience, if you heard that big spoiler about a cartoon for babies that... (laughs) Cartoon for babies, huh? cartoon for babies that grown men all over the country are listening to.
1: You know what? Whatever. I'm going to jump back into the football here because you're just, like, throwing my taste out the window, which I don't appreciate. So when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, he didn't do much, all right? It was all the running game. Like what I said, that if Kansas City has, they are going to be a successful team. I thought they wouldn't have it without Kareem Hunt. Seems like they kind of got Williams here. Well, yeah, Williams it was, has been, it was interesting. He's
0: been really good for, you know, six weeks now. They just missed Krim Hunt Mail in the passing game. Williams is not yeah. use the passing game yeah, at but all. Tyreek
1: Hill. That's all you need. Tyreek Hill and Kelsey, that's all he really needed.
0: Yeah. When like when I watch Tyreek Hill, I have this idea this is what I feel whenever I'm watching him run. That he's not really fast, but that everybody that he bends time and makes everybody else around him slower. And so he's just like pretty fast. And then he slows everybody else down, which makes him look so much faster than everybody else.
1: So you think he's a superhero?
0: Pretty much. I guess that makes him a superhero.
1: I mean, I don't know who's faster than him. I feel like at this point, oh, he's he the should, fastest player I've ever seen. In the offseason, he should race, like, animals. You know what they used to do back in the day with those, On like... Fox? Yeah. Man versus animal? <laughs> yeah. That guy who's raced that win.
0: giraffe? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and they put the giraffe on, like, dirt, and they go, this isn't even the natural area for a giraffe. Let's see if he could win. He crushed
0: him. Yeah, it was like the giraffe was <laughs>
1: tripping over its feet, though.
0: I remember whenever that show came out, I was talk- talking to my dad about it. I was like, I can't wait for this show. It's like, Matthew, this is a stupid show. It's like, what do you mean? Like, a guy uh, playing tug-of-war with a chimpanzee, this and that? He's like, Matthew, you have to understand, the animals are going to win every time. <laughs> the chimpanzee is so much stronger than this man. I mean, it's the strongest, man it doesn't matter. The chimpanzee's going to win every time. And I watched the episode, and the animal won every single time.
1: Yeah, it wasn't fun because whenever they actually put – because just like after the giraffe, they put him up against – what was it, a cheater or something?
0: It doesn't matter. Yeah, it was like the animal it's just like crushed him. <laughs> It doesn't matter. What the only is.
1: win was against the giraffe, I'm pretty sure.
0: I don't think he even beat the giraffe. He race. did beat the giraffe. He he did giraffe. I told you he tripped over his feet. All right, I'll have to find that. I'll have it to felt find that. so bad for video. that
1: giraffe, man. Come on. Animal cruelty, PETA. Yeah, it's true, too. Hey,
0: man. That, never, I always liked that show when animals attack, where it was just like pit bulls like destroying people or like a moose beating someone. That's what they used to play on Fox in, like, 1996.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Was it on Fox or was it, was it like... was all on Fox. Oh, yeah, it was, like, Spike TV. What was Spike TV before Spike TV? What was it called?
0: Uh, like, the Man Channel or something like that. Yeah, it was, like, something weird. Man, what? Did, what did, they had so many different shows. And now they're not even... They're Paramount now, right?
1: By the way, ooh, so I actually heard a good point, by the way. So you know how Jimmy Kimmel is, like, a big political guy these days. Yeah. Not to jump into politics. But he did the Man Show.
0: Yeah, you can't do that
1: like that. Exactly, you can never make the Man Show in this day and age. Yeah, we, can you believe that? Yeah, we
0: all have past mistakes, but imagine somebody try to make the Man Show now. I know.
1: <laughs> and the end of that show is just girls jumping on a trampoline. Yeah.
0: How well, weird. Like every commercial break is girls jumping on a trampoline. That is
1: that is so weird to think though, just how like quick things have just changed. Because now you can never, and even the kid, the kid that would like try to get people to buy him beer. Yeah, Andy
0: Yeah. Oh, that was the Andy Melanon. Yes. Yeah. Man, so bizarre. Yeah, I remember watching that when, when I was so like 14. Old. I was like, man, I can't wait to be a man. And yes. now being a man, it's nothing like That's that. It's nothing like that at all. That's <laughs> the future the Liberals took from us with their you know, <laughs> oh, diversity God. and all that sort of stuff. Dude, and they even
1: like cheers to a beer at the end of the show. Oh, man, we need to bring that back.
0: I guess we can make our own man show.
1: Yeah, you know what? We really should. I bet, you know what? Let's do it. All right, We're going to we'll do it. We'll talk
0: about this off air. <laughs> So, Taylor, uh, are the Cowboys back?
1: Um, dude, the podcast is, like, over now. I don't even know what we're <laughs> talking about. <laughs> all right, so you want me to speak as a fan or you want me to speak as an unbiased person?
0: Uh, give, me, give me both. Give all me right. both sides of the coin.
1: So speaking as a fan, that game was BS. Speaking as an unbiased person, that game was BS. All right. So I see what you <laughs> did there. All right, thank you. very clever. Thank you. So first of all, Oh, God. I could complain all I want about the refs. I could say everything in the book about what they did, what they took from us, because you were there. You were there, and I was not happy.
0: Yeah, we held hands Yeah, time. I was
1: not happy at all, because the refs took a lot from the Dallas Cowboys, no matter what anybody tells me. But in the end, I can never excuse fat boy C.J. Anderson for running over 100 yards. <laughs> I just can't. I can't fathom it in my mind that I can give them anything, any reason on planet Earth. I just... If C.J. Anderson has over 100 yards, are you freaking kidding me? He is so—when he laid on the ground after scoring a touchdown and his stomach was going up and down, I go, <laughs> you lost to this guy. You lost to that fat boy. He
0: looked like a dog that went for a walk for too I, long.
1: I called Zeke a fat boy all season. C.J. Anderson just said, yeah, right, and I'll show you fat boy. And
0: he looks even fatter, too, though, like all blue belly, you know, blue oh belly, God. blue jerseys. Yeah, like I know the refs have those two calls that really kind of turn the game a little bit.
1: Three calls. Don't even give me the well, holding m- on what the up, fourth down that they matter. even show the replay of. See, I can keep going. This is what you're making so me do. What
0: it, what it remind me of, though, or my rebuttal to it, you remember whenever memes were like foul bech- bachelor frog and bad luck Brian and that girl with the braces and the that's goosebump that's books? Brilliant. Yeah, you don't remember these memes? It was just like white text on a picture. This was memes in like 2010, you know, back when they used to be wholesome and... And clever, um, you know. and You actually one, had to reach for something. Yeah, and there was one that was like Captain Hindsight from the South Park episode. And it was like, if you didn't want this to happen, maybe you should have done this. And so the, the meme is for the Dallas Cowboys. If you didn't want it to lose, maybe you shouldn't have given up 6.1 yards of carry to the Los Angeles oh, yeah. Rams.
1: Is that what it is? Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Like, that was such a good one, man. Thanks for breaking that down to me. Um, so <laughs> let's go back here. So what was it, 276 yards is what they gave up?
0: Uh, I know they gave up two, plus 200 yards rushing, and they like, gave up 6.1 yards of carry, and like then Jerry Goff on average 6.6 yards in a 10
1: Yeah, speaking of that guy. 15 of 28. Is that what he was? Yeah. I do not think Jared Goff is anything. I'm going to throw that out there. He just throws wide open play-action passes. I hate Jared Goff. I don't know what it is about him. I am just not a fan. I, have, I haven't been all season. I don't think he's that good, but he runs his mouth like he's that good. He's the I've guy that we're, uh, God, You know runs what? Runs I just don't like when the does guy. When he run his mouth? You know what? I don't know, Matt. I don't know. But I guess what? I don't like him. That's I don't fine. like him at all. Well, wait, I can't remember. He said something to a coach earlier in the season, and that coach told him to get the f out of here i can't remember who it was but it was hilarious because it's what jared goff needs
0: oh i I think i vaguely remember yeah like it happened happened like a few
1: weeks back but either way i'm not a fan of him he played terrible and also the offensive lineman said apparently they knew the calls for our defense yeah i kind of believe it i i just because i it's the only way i can explain what happened where no matter what they gave up the run yeah. I mean, no matter what they did, it just gave up. Rashard was yelling at them on the sideline. I've never seen a human being yelled like that. Yeah. And he tried to get something through them. It just didn't work.
0: Yeah, I mean, I watched the coaches' film on it. It's like the the cool All-22 oh hot hot and wild action of it. Oh God. And, I mean, that that quote or whatever, like whenever you're you're slanting, even as like a sixth grader, they you put your right hand down when you slant to the right, your left hand down when you slant to the left. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, every defense does that. Everybody does that. It's not necessarily know, that they knew their slants. The bigger problem, I guess, for for Dallas is that their linebackers were terrible. Vander Esch took so many terrible passes to the ball, uh, and like they would run up the middle, and he's all the way on the right hand side. Like stop sending the edge. And I don't know if it was him or like his way to get around the offensive lineman because they were so good blocking block in the anybody. second level. Jalen Smith was bad as well too. I agree. Uh, the only time the Cowboys ever really stopped the run was when they had more guys in the box than the Rams could block. But throughout the game, though they were moving the first level, getting the second level, and the Rams' had offensive line was one of the best offensive line performances I've ever seen. And like Anderson didn't do a whole lot. Gurley had that one cutback, and that was it. But something they were breaking, a ton of tackles, making a lot of plays on their end. The Rams' offensive line was just dominant, even in the pass protection as well, too.
1: All right. So can we talk about the greatest quarterback now, and Dak Prescott? I want well, everybody to understand. I want everybody to understand how great he is. He <laughs> is the mo- he is so wonderful. Everything what that man does, he wants to win more than anybody else on the field. I truly believe that's all he cares. He fights and fights and fights. I think he is the greatest thing to watch. They didn't run him. I I, I don't understand the coaches then all they had to do was keep telling him to pass the ball because the Rams' corners were playing seven yards back the entire game. That was absolutely ridiculous to watch. But all they wanted to do was try to get Zeke the ball. What was it, 20 carries for Forty three? Yeah, for something ridiculous. It, it was so frustrating to watch because all Dak needed to do was keep passing the game, and all Dak needed to do was for somebody to tell him to keep passing. But yet we are stuck with Jason Garrett and Scott Linehan, Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, they're keeping everybody for next year, right?
1: He, he is, but it's funny because they keep asking Jones what he's going to do. And on the radio show, it was like two days ago. He said, well, I don't want to give anybody a for sure because I could be changing my mind next week. <laughs> so if there's something out there that will change our minds, well, I, that's why we can't we'll give it ev- for sure.
0: We'll it. So
1: he knows. Like, he knows. I think he's just looking for maybe somebody to become available for then to take over the offense because I think that's his only concern is that there's nobody out there that he yeah. wants. Cuz somebody's saying Mike McCarthy, I'd rather stick with Garrett than get Mike McCarthy, I'll yeah. be perfectly honest. That's not going anywhere.
0: And we talked about that on Tuesday night even whenever we talk about a possible offensive coordinator for the Texans. It's like who is available? They're, yeah, exactly. there's the deep cuts are they're like the NFL coaches right now the offside ball is like listen 1980s disco on a tape cassette. <laughs> like there are some deep cuts that we're we're looking at right now. Um, yeah. And also with Dak too, I think there's another level to him. And I think he'd be kind of, I think we talked about this on Tuesday a little little bit as well too, but I think he's a better thrower than they allow him to throw. I think he's better downfield. He does miss some throws that he He can't miss. And also just as a runner, I really, he has the body type where I really do think he can be used kind of like how Cam Newton was used in Carolina where you run a bunch of draws, a lot of powers, a lot of options, a lot of pitch plays, and then just makes the, the downfield throwing a lot easier. And he doesn't have the arm Newton has. Um, he's like kind of like strangely as accurate as Newton, where they both just miss throws. You're like, how do you miss that one? And then make that throughout the they'll same make it time incredible too. One. So then there's there's that form. Also, thing I didn't realize about Dak too is that he has another year left on his rookie contract, so they don't have to pay him this off season. This is his fourth year in the league up coming up, so he doesn't have to get paid twelve million dollars until next season. So Dallas has fifty four million dollars in cap space. The only guy they have to really resign is Marcus Lawrence. And then they have money to save over next year for you know Dak too. So Dallas um, is a much better, th- much better spot than I thought they were going to be.
1: Um, Matthew, I want you to understand something. Do you really think Jerry Jones is going to let that other year happen? You think he's speci- going to resign him now? The thing oh, yes. No, he can't the, do that. The thing is, I would normally agree with you, but Romo comes off the books. Yes. Dez comes off the books. Everybody's off the books now. So he has money to spend. Yeah, just
0: spend it next year instead on oh, Dak, to Yeah, yeah. Him.
1: Jerry, wait on spending money. Can you do that for us? Can you just well, uh, spend wait money on spending on,
0: money? Like I don't know. You spend money on somebody else. Spend money. He away. already said he's going to
1: sign Dak to the greatest contract. Well, you should That's
0: do that next year if he's smart.
1: Either way, I'm stuck. I'm uh, I'm so confused with my team. I just I want why did why did my season have to end? I, it's so frustrating because it's like what you said. You said it best after the game. It's frustrating because it was a game that was winnable. It wasn't supposed to be like this. I, I didn't think that the Rams were dominant. I really did not. I think they gave us opportunities. I love that their corners talk so much smack, by the way, yeah. when they were garbage. Oh, my God. Peters and Tlaib, even with Talib, they're not good. Like, they just give up so many yards. And you playing seven yards back, ever idea that was, it, it was genius. It was genius. It was setting up Dallas, but we have the coaches that just can't pay attention.
0: Yeah, and I didn't watch the the, the hot and wild All-22 from Dallas' perspective. I have no idea why they couldn't block him at all. I think Sue just had it. Watching it live and watching the condensed version again, it just seemed like Sue had a spectacular game that they couldn't block him at all in the interior, and he just stopped every inside run. And he just shoves people all the way, too. It's it's really like watching like Rampage World Tour.
1: It was funny. Let me ask you, uh, so to jump on the Rams in here since you opened the door, you, you said it during the game, and do you kind of, like, stick with it? Do you agree with McBay kind of doing a hurry-up offense, but it's not hurry-up, and it's so that he can see what the oh, yeah, defense says. It's, it's cheating. It shouldn't so, be yeah, better. you're, like, completely against that. Well,
0: I mean, I mean they do it. like it, They have But until, who else does it, though? I don't know. They have until 15 seconds is left on the play clock, and then the radio shuts off. And then he makes a little play calls and stuff for God, I hate it. I don't think they should be able to do that. It I think is once you hit the last so. scrimmage, the clock should go off.
1: I agree. I just don't know any coach that does it. It's like he's just smarter than everybody else. So that's why he's able to do it. And it's the most obvious thing on Planet Earth, too, because they were calling it. And then they showed Goff on the TV. They're not even trying to call a play in the huddle. Yeah. They're literally waiting until 15 seconds are left. Then he gets the play. And, and then, then they go to the line. And then
0: all that. Yeah. I, I think also watching McVay, too, it's like watching Gary Kubiak's offense in like the early 2010s, where it's run and play action outside zone except is just taking that offense because he's from Kyle Shanahan's coaching tree, and, you know, Gary Kubiak's from Kyle Shanahan's coaching tree in Denver, too, uh, back when he re-coached there in the 90s. And it's that just taken to, like, this utmost, like, incredible, you know, where everybody's open, all these throws are available uh, level. And, you know, it's interesting to see what he's done with something, like, rudimentary, like that was more rudimentary with Kubiak that was super successful. I mean, he turned Joe Flacco into, like, the 13th best quarterback for a year. And to see what McVay does, it's such a quarterback-friendly offense, too. So, um, you know, I like McVay in that aspect of it, but the headset thing shouldn't be allowable anymore. I hope they get that rule changed after this offseason.
1: I don't know another coach that does it. I'm trying to they think They probably I'm do,
0: but they just don't say they do.
1: I'm, well, but he's really obvious with it. That's the whole thing. Yeah, they, I mean, and they
0: talk about it. They do it. Like, it's widely known this is what they do. I don't know. I just. And I Dallas was... did a lot of changes to at the line of scrimmage. Like after they came up, they would switch afterwards and stuff. Oh yeah, did it they, work? I uh, didn't. I mean, didn't it work. It anything, didn't work. Nothing, stop worked. The run, Nothing worked, Matthew. The okay. I don't want to hear matter. anything
1: that Dallas switched. If anything, they should have switched back to what they were originally calling. I
0: mean, their pass defense was pretty good that game, though. Yeah, great. I mean, they couldn't uh, get pass rush, but yeah. they covered pretty well. Uh huh. Except know how many, for whenever the Rams were wide open. Man, how
1: many sacks did we have? Zero. Okay, yeah. that's all in I needed. I mean,
0: the Rams' offense was spectacular. Everything
1: was spectacular. Everything was great. Everything was wonderful.
0: (laughs) Well, hey, you're here at the Loser's Bench with with us and the rest of the Texans. I don't want to be with you.
1: I'm going on the other side.
0: That's fine. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll actually start previewing some of these fantastic football games for Conference Championship Weekend. And uh, while you're waiting for us to come back, hit that subscribe button. Whatever. And we're back. And so the first game we're going to talk about tonight (laughs) are the Los Angeles Rams going to New Orleans to play the New Orleans Saints. And the New Orleans Saints are three and a half point favorites in the dome. Uh, because they they did beat the Rams earlier this year, which kind of locks up the one season. The ability to play a home game when they won against the Rams at home earlier this year. Uh, that game they won earlier earlier this year, the Saints won by 10. They made a field goal. Michael Thomas scored a 72-yard touchdown and one-on-one press coverage against Marcus Peters in the slot, where he just burned him completely off the line of scrimmage. and walked in, they did the Joe Horn cell phone call, and now here we are, I guess, uh, like 10 weeks later, 12 weeks later. I don't know. That was the same weekend the Cowboys lost the times to Monday Night Football. That's how long ago that game was.
1: So I'm going to ask you. I mean, we were just talking, and even though I'm going to criticize him greatly because I already have, do you even see the Rams having a chance in this game?
0: Before last weekend, I thought, yeah, they, had, exactly. I thought they had zero chance. I was like, the Saints are just going to steamroll them. And then I think, you know, let's think of are better the steamroll. They were going to completely you know, massacre them. Yeah. yeah. Imagine a Campbell Corp shirt like that, but the New Orleans Saints and Los Angeles Rams. And then I watched that Eagles game, and there is some things that gave me cause for concern. Uh, one was that Andrews Pete, you know, his hands all screwed up, and they couldn't block Fletcher Cox on in the interior at all. One of the reasons why they were able to score 48 points against the Rams the first matchup was because Aaron Donald had zero sacks. He had four uh, quarterback hits, one pass deflected, but he wasn't good enough. Sue did absolutely nothing that game, and they blocked the interior really well. Uh, they picked up stunts really well. And then you watch the Eagles game, and, you know, they really struggled blocking Cox on in the interior. And a lot of it was with Andrew Pete, you know, getting beat by bull rushes over and over again. And so I'm really concerned now with the, with the Saints' ability to pass block the interior because that's what made them such a great matchup against the Rams to begin with.
1: I mean, in a way, don't you, if you're the Rams, wouldn't it be the easiest thing to do is just, okay, our game plan,
0: we're just going to shut down Thomas.
1: If we shut down Thomas, we're going to win this game.
0: Maybe. I mean, what do you mean maybe? Because what else, what else does Drew Brees have? I mean Kamara, he has Trey Kwan Smith, he has Benjamin Watch. Traquan Smith. Taysun I'm Hill, sorry, but they're N- all Mark inconsistent. Ingram, you are naming Kamara.
1: <clears throat> You are naming all consistent individuals right now. No, nobody has actually have a track record that they are able to sustain. The only person is Michael Thomas. And especially you're saying Traquon Smith, so a rookie. In the NFC Championship game, you want to rely on?
0: I'm not saying to rely on, but I think they have other options. Like, Breeze is so good, too, that he doesn't just have to throw it to one guy uh, as well. To
1: your point, though, that offense has not been that good. It really has. You could say that Breeze is that good and all that. Dude, Philadelphia's defense is not supposed to be spectacular when it comes got, to their secondary. Well,
0: but that was the weird thing about them is their secondary got a lot better out of nowhere. They were great in that Bears game, too, even. I, I
1: get you, but now you're going up against a Rams team who... If Tlaib is one of the top corners in the league, isn't he, he just going He isn't. Yeah, Okay. Well, uh, they say he
0: is. So yeah, he either way. And Peters is like great. Peters is they,
1: lazy. He, yeah. He is the laziest <laughs> human being I've ever seen on the field. Just plain and simple. Was, that's how you can describe Peters. I was watching Peters.
0: the Saints-Rams game, and they ran a toss at uh, Peters. and <laughs> Did he just, move out of the way? No, he did. He just let Michael Thomas block to make him <laughs> and then Kamar picks up 12 yards. And like he's good making great plays and big plays on the ball. But like consistently, I don't know. He's been he's been worse than he was in Kansas City consistently this year. Even missing some of the big plays, and then Talib was injured for the majority of the year, and he just came back last week. And like I don't know, I don't think they can they can cover Seattle. I don't think they can cover New Orleans. In Seattle?
1: The outside. Are we going to, up against Russell Wilson? I'm thinking, yeah. about vac- we're I'm thinking
0: about vacation in May. Dude, you know?
1: I can't wait to go back to Seattle. I love Seattle. Yeah.
0: But I mean, like, but that's the one thing though: is they have to block the interior, and if they struggle blocking the interior like they did last week, it's going to give the Rams an opportunity to only give up, you know, thirty-one points instead of forty-five points, which is what they're going to have to do for this game. Man,
1: my whole thing is, I'll be honest with you: is even with the Rams as much smack as I could talk about them, I'm just not confident in New Orleans anymore. They have felt they have fallen off the map for me ever since that Dallas game, where every game they're playing, sure they're pulling out, but it's close. It's close and there's scary moments. Example A is also last game against Philly, is Lutz missing the 52 yard kick. Yeah. That's really concerning going into an NFC championship game when you're in a dome. I mean, I just, that was kind of weird for him to miss at his home field because. He was the most accurate kicker. I think he missed one kick all year.
0: Yeah. And like he said, the upper, like whatever that happened to it Foles, I <laughs> was like, we
1: thought God was watching.
0: Yeah. Him and his What Would Jesus Do red bracelet. And I was like, you know, I just kind of gave in. I was like, I guess this is just going to happen. Yeah. You know, fine. <laughs> I guess we this all is wanted happening. it to happen so bad. All right. I guess this is happening and then it didn't happen. But those are past years. Uh, so the Rams defense, they are at ninth in pass defense DVOA at 0.2%, but they are 28th in run defense DVOA at 1.5%. But last week, they gave up only 2.1 yards to carry to Ezekiel Elliott. The Saints also really struggled to run the ball, too, against Philadelphia's front four. They couldn't move Haloti Nada. They couldn't move Timmy Jernigan. They couldn't move Fletcher Cox. I mean, they couldn't do anything on the interior at all, and their run game really suffered from it. And so their offense divulged into throw the ball Michael Thomas over and over and over again, and it worked. And it worked. And like this game it may work again because it worked the first two times these teams play. But those are two things that give me cause for concern. It's one, the Rams defense was a lot better last week, and then two, also the issues the Saints have blocking in the interior, where I went from this game is gonna be, you know, a nameless mass grave in the middle of Siberia to I think the Rams are gonna be able to play this game at least within a touchdown, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. No, no. And that's kind of why I brought up Lutz missing the kick is because I feel the same way. This is going to be a one-score game where it should be coming down to the end here. I I think it's going to be a little bit interesting because I feel like Drew Brees is really going to tear up this secondary. If they're going to go with kind of you saying, no, they're not going to shut down Thomas because they have so many other weapons, then Drew Brees is going to tear this secondary apart. So that means... Is Lattimore that two interception game? I called him overrated before that game. Now he's kind of laughing in my face. He, well, by the way, he the texted second, me too, laughing. So that's how I know. Yeah,
0: did he see you like the the you yeah. the tongue out? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It was it was hilarious and a winky face too. Ooh, I blinky. think that it and was, was clown th- 3 3 a clown too. Three a.m. as well. So, I don't know what was going on, but who that, knows? With the
0: you up afterwards.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I stayed up all night. Now it's pretty cool. Just thinking about
0: it. I'm never gonna sleep again. Never us. Uh, well, the thing about that Lamore play was the second interception was the one that went through Jeffrey's hands. Like he didn't do anything. It's just it's like it's just a gift from God, you know. It's true, like but me. I
1: mean, it looks good on the statue, it's like and me, it also a c- gift from God. Oh God, you're just trying to okay. Well, I'm not talking about you. I don't want to talk about you. Oh you know. God, yeah. All right. So either way, though, I feel like that's where it's going to come down to because Jared Goff and them, the CJ Anderson Fat Boy, is not going to work anymore. I I just don't think that's going to work.
0: The Saints also have the fifth-best run defense in football.
1: And Gurley doesn't look the same. And I think that's why they did get C.J. Anderson, and thank God he worked against Dallas. Because even when Gurley was running against them, I mean, he seemed a little bit less of a threat than C.J. Anderson, which is so depressing to say. Yeah. But I still feel like that New Orleans is going to be able to stop that, and then it's going to be relying on Jared Goff. So I think this is going to be a shootout is what I'm kind of hoping for. Where Drew Brees will be able to pull it out, but again, I could see this being man one score game all the way.
0: Yeah, and even yeah, and even then, like let's say the if, if either team falls behind, they do have the firepower to be able to score really quickly. Of uh, the Rams with you know Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks, and then I hope Cameron Misey Jordan and just Michael hits Thomas the crap
1: <laughs> out of him. Jared Goff, <laughs> him so hard.
0: Uh, oh, and so the other thing too about the Rams' pass offense is they run play action more than any other team in football. Uh, They're first. They run play action 31% of the time. And then that's only including play fakes. If you include, you know, jet sweeps where nothing gets faked over to and all that, I'm sure that number jumps up to like 55%. Uh, The one problem, but this game does match up pretty well for New Orleans in the fact that the Saints have the fifth best run defense. The Rams have the best run offense in football. And so you think maybe that'd be mitigated a little bit. But the problem for the New Orleans Saints uh, defense is that against play action, they are... Only the the twenty third best team on, uh, on defense and yards for play against play action, and so like that's where Jared Goff excels. That's like the only thing he's good at doing is running play action, throwing it into somebody's wide open, and then that guy's wide open. The second guy's usually wide open, and then that guy's wide open. He has no idea. <laughs> he has what no idea. He's whatsoever. lost now. But yeah, he like I think Sean McVay. If you gave me an entire year of training with him, I could probably be like I probably throw for at least one hundred twenty five yards in NFL game. He's so good at getting guys wide open.
1: Do you think that's what maybe this game may come down to as well? It's kind of like, okay, we got the we got the old offensive coordinator. He has been this guy all along. Where him and Drew Brees have had that relationship where it's better than yours. And now you have the young gun Sean McVay coming up, and he's trying to build that same type of relationship with his young quarterback. With this cool haircut. Can, I mean, we got a, We got a new versus old here, and it's pretty exciting. I'm just interested because same thing with that Monday night game when they went up against the Chiefs. Is McVeigh going to try to be, oh, I'm going to put my wiener on the table and I'm going to be smarter than you? I just can see that happening. And he- I just see him making mistakes. It's the same thing when you have the game at hand. All you need to do is run the ball. He's going to throw three passes to go three and out, giving Drew Brees back and a chance to win the game. Yeah. I can just see that happening because McVay will try to prove he is smarter than Payton.
0: Well, and he kind of did that too in their in their first matchup as well where he went for a fake punt on like fourth and seven. Yeah, exactly. Where uh, Johnny Hecker got tackled yard short, and he really thought he got it, but he didn't. <laughs> and they went 0-2 awesome. and fourth down that in that game. Last week against Dallas, they went, and then went three for three. They convert all their fourth down. Oh, yeah. How did they um, convert
1: that last fourth down, Matt? Was it because of a penalty that wasn't called? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. maybe. Who knows, know. right?
0: Yeah, screwed down. Well, last week, all teams went third. Went- teams who went for a fourth down went 13 for 15 on fourth down. And so I think it's always going to play a big role in this game, too. Is that if any teams that has about the 40 yard line, they're going for well, it. Oh, they're going Because they have to score a lot of points. And also in that first matchup, too, Drew Brees and the Saints, they scored touchdowns in their first five possessions and they scored 35 points. And then scored 10 points in the fourth quarter after the Rams were able to come back and you know, tie the game as well. So that, that was a, that was an interesting game, though, and that game really changed, too, whenever the Rams had – they ran the ball well, but they had to go away from it, and then Goff was actually able to step up and kind of match Drew Breeze. And then that's really kind of a big question. If the Rams are going to win this game, they're not going to win this game by Jared Goff just doing, like, just enough or only making wide-open throws. He's going to have to be really good in this one. He's going to have to do more than throw to his second read. Uh, he's going to have to go toe-to-toe with Drew Brees a little bit. And that's kind of the big question I have you know, right now is if uh, Goff can do that and throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns potentially because he's probably going to have to for the Rams to win this game.
1: How loud is New Orleans going to be? That's I'm, all I want to know. I've never it's like, been before. Well, I've
0: been to a Saints game, so I don't know how loud it actually is. Well,
1: they said it was the loudest that – as far as the announcers go, they said it was the loudest that they've ever heard it last game. So I can only imagine what the NFC Championship is going to be. Because think about it. This is kind of Drew Brees' last shot here, right? Or do you think that he's just going to continue on for another three to four years? I mean, and this that's is probably his
0: last best shot. It's kind like of that Philip Rivers thing, too, he talked about. Like, this is oh, probably, no, no, no. I lost all hope in that. You don't understand. This is his last that's, that's best shot, you
1: know. I, I, speaking of jumping off bandwagons that I did with Baltimore, man, I jumped off that Chargers bandwagon <laughs> now because uh, he's never going to win. That was, a, oh, we'll get yeah. into that, I guess. But either way, I jump off a lot of bandwagons here. I'm still not going to jump on That's any. That's a lot of
0: wagons, you know.
1: I'm not going to jump on any one of these. I just, I'm not confident really in a pick when it comes to the Rams or the Saints, only because it, it's like what we're talking about. It can go either way when it comes to these offenses. like, who's going to be able to show up? Same thing with what we saw this past weekend. We predicted certain teams to be able to play as underdogs, showing up at another person's home, being able to prove themselves. I ended up looking terribly mistaken. And now it's the same thing when it comes to the Rams. They were at home last time. Are they going to be able to do that in the Dome? McVay being confident to be able to watch the line and Peyton knowing what he's going to do. I I feel like Peyton's going to be able to outsmart him.
0: Yeah, I think in some ways. Um, so if we're going to the New Orleans fan base, which super fa- fan is your favorite that you see in the stands at a Saints game?
1: Wait, is there multiple super
0: fans? Yeah, they cut to all the time. You have the guy dressed up as a pope. You have the guy in the Darth Maul's. Is it? No, no, it's usually the favorite one.
1: It's usually the guy who's dressed up like a king or something. Yeah, I think he's the
0: Pope, is what he is. I thought he was a king. It's like a a crown. I I think think that you can
1: wear the actual Pope. Yeah, I think
0: it's a papal Uh, sort of thing. Oh,
1: God. I don't know if I can cheer for that now.
0: My favorite by far is the Master Chief. There's a guy who dresses up in Master Chief (laughs) armor. Or I guess Spartan armor. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Don't DM me them wrong about seriously, that. seriously,
1: you are getting so many DMs as we speak right now.
0: Ooh. ooh. Live show, baby. Yeah, ooh. Yeah, but uh, they, that's my favorite one by far. Also, Michael Thomas in their first matchup, 12 catches on 15 targets, 211 yards, one touchdown. It's going to happen again. Michael Thomas last week, 12 catches on 16 targets, 171 yards, one touchdown.
1: It's going to happen again. Unless, of course, they just take him out of the game and they say everybody else has to do something. It's the only way. But Wade Phillips is going to do it. I just don't see Wade doing it. Yeah. He did do it when he was coach of the Dallas Cowboys. He's certainly not going to do it with the coach of the Chiefs. Or yeah. I'm sorry, Chiefs, Rams. He's not going to do it. I just I just don't see them taking out Michael Thomas. So he's going to have another 12 catches. That's why it has to be a shootout. Yeah, it's I'm, the only way they're going to have to go touchdown for touchdown.
0: Well, and the Rams are 28th in DVOA against the team's number one wide receiver. Keeps to leave his back, but he had kind of a rough game last week. And also, you know, Phil- Wade Phillips blitzes a lot. And he blitzed a lot in that first game, wasn't able to get much pressure on the out, at all whatsoever. And the Saints don't have like a great like one-on-one skill blocking offensive line, but they're really great picking up blitzes and picking up stunts and those sorts of things. And like this Rams team, I guess, has a little bit more outside rushing pressure with Dante Fowler being here, but I mean, he's fine, he's mediocre. Um, and the other thing that kind of hurts me about the, the Saints as well too is they don't have Sheldon Rankins. And he had a really great game in their first matchup, just getting at least a little bit of interior pressure and kind of opening up pass rushes on the outside. And, like, I think the pass rush is better for the Saints than the box score shows because in that first game, the Rams are holding so much on the outside. They're just, like, completely just, like, wrapping up their defensive ends. And so it's going to be interesting to see how this game is going to be called, too, uh, when it comes to the pass rush for the Saints in this one.
1: It's almost like that the refs in the NFL want an L.A. team to go to the Super Bowl. Is that why the Dallas Cowboys lost? All right, is that, that all the right. reason <laughs> no, that that. what the NFL not, and Goodell won? Not. I mean, Goodell was being really classy up there in the stands, hanging out with the fans <laughs> in L.A. I saw that firsthand, just
0: saying. I'm glad, I'm glad. Uh, what's one conspiracy theory you actually believe in?
1: The one I do believe in, more than anything, is... Actually, I don't really know what I believe in. The one I don't believe in at all, and I think it's ridiculous, is the meme wherever you see Tom Brady hugging the ref, because it's doesn't he he only does it to one in particular.
0: Yeah, I'm not entirely sure how that works.
1: Well, they, they, like they just always,
0: yells at the officials all the time too.
1: But they always show like Brady hugging one specific official, and it's like Brady's been in the league for 15 years with this one dude, and they've known each other for so long. I'm sorry if they have a relationship. Do you really think? Oh, wait, uh, let me ask you because I don't think it does, but. Do you think that it matters? Him hugging a ref before a game is that kind of a red flag?
0: It's just funny, and people like to, people like to laugh. You know. What do you think? Now I don't think it matters at all. Okay. Oh, I do think hundred. I you know I do actually. I can't say. Oh. Because in my reality heart, TV. Here no, we go. In my heart, I believe that the the Patriots knew exactly what the Rams were doing, and somehow had their game plan for that first Super Bowl. But I need to go back and watch that game sometime soon. This off season for sure that's one thing I'm gonna do is go back and watch that game because like Hurt Warner's like their defensive backs are running the same routes that our receivers were running. <laughs> <laughs> like he didn't say it, but that's what that's he said. So awesome. He said they run the same routes. But anyways, before we talk more about the Cowboys and and that's, and the Indians and that sort of thing, what are you um, talking about, man? Cowboys for Christian? this game?
1: Uh, pick it has to go with Saints. We I'm hoping because. I don't like the Rams. I just don't like their defense. I think the corners are just not that good. I It's not a fun team for me. So I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints here. I got them at a really close game here, 28. I got the Rams 25.
0: Wow. So would you go with the the Saints with the points then or the Rams? Wait, what's the point spread The here? Saints are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Three-and-a-half? Yeah. So right now you have the Rams. Dude, I would
1: never bet on this game. Screw yeah, that. Yeah, the
0: for the pick purposes. All
1: right, for the pick purposes... I'm gonna, I'm not going to pick the Rams any way we put this, so I'll put the Rams at 24 uh, points.
0: All right, I'll just give you New Orleans. 24. Yeah, just give me. No, 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 no,
1: no, Put my score. I want Rams 24. I want New Orleans 28. Put right. my score down.
0: All right. Well, so I have the the Saints winning 34-30, and if I was to bet on one of these two games, this would be the game I would bet on. Really? Yeah, I just think the Saints are better. Uh, they're at home. I think the home Good field advantage Lord, means no. more here. And I, don't, I don't, really, I think this game kind of depends on how well they block on the interior. Because if they're able to block Donald and Sue on the interior, I think they'll win by 10 points. If they're not able to do that, I think it's going to change things a lot. So, I don't know. I think it's, it's going to be fun. Both these games should be a lot of fun.
1: I hope they destroy golf. I hope they just destroy everything about Sean McVay and that Rams team. God <laughs> them so much.
0: All right. Well, uh, we're going to take a quick break. So hit that subscribe button. And when we come right back, there'll be more death, more destruction. And more Cowboys. And we're back. And so the next thing we're going to talk about is also the last game available to watch. There's only two games this week. Uh, there's what? only three games left in the entire season. Wow, fun fact. Bet you didn't know that. Dude, I didn't.
1: But we're going to jump into the NBA season after the NFL season. We're so not, it doesn't matter. We're not doing that at Go Spurs.
0: All. No, we'll talk about books and stuff. So the New England Patriots are going to Kansas City, where the Chiefs are three-point favorites. And typically the way Las Vegas works is, like, I know some guys. I'm on the, I'm on the inside loop, you know. I made a killing there with my uh, Cardinals, Raiders, no, money line bet, which is still my favorite game this year. And uh, so usually whenever you have a three-point favorite, the home team usually gets about three points. So Vegas is seeing these teams as even. And the one kind of fun thing about this game is the weather right now. An Arctic storm is supposed to come through Kansas City by kickoff. It's supposed to be, like, negative two. That has now changed. Where they're expecting to be only between fifteen to twenty degrees instead, without any precipitation or snow at all. So it's gonna be really cold, but there won't, it won't be like wet cold at all. Both just teams cold, are used cold. to it,
1: though, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah, like you know, this is what this Foxborough, this Foxborough during this time. So Matt, about last week about you and I doubting Tom, are you gonna doubt Tom again?
0: Well, what we'll I'm not gonna give away the ending. I'm not saying beginning. that.
1: I'm just saying. I want I want to know are you questioning Tom? Let's let's start there, and then we'll work our way here. <laughs> Are you questioning Tom? For I thought like this, this is marriage co- counseling. <laughs> oh, oh, this is how serious it's gotten, because You and I, <laughs> we both were so confident, being like, "Oh yeah, yeah, the New England Patriots," they just didn't look that good. Michelle destroyed everything, and then Tom Brady destroyed everything. Yeah. So I just his, uh, his throws God. were lasers
0: and blazers in that game. Well, the thing that I hated about it was that the Patriots weren't that good this year. Like they throughout weren't. the season, they weren't that good. They, this was the worst Patriots team since 2007. Uh, their defense was mediocre. They no longer have the best pass offense in football. Like they were good. And they played in a bad division that helped their record too. But they weren't like some great, like, slobber knocking team. And then all of a sudden, here comes this Chargers game, and they go up 35 to 7 at the half, or 31 7 at the half.
1: It was disgusting.
0: Yeah, and the game was over after. Well, the game was over after they had that third and six, that weak holding penalty, and then the Patriots drive extends, all of a sudden they have 28 points, then he drops the punt on the next possession, and then it's 35-7, then yeah, that's it, we're going home, uh, it was it at 21-7, but yeah, I mean, overall, I I mean, they were just smarter than the Chargers were, they, you know, they...
1: The Chargers didn't stop one single thing, they had that, they didn't stop they had one, that one single thing stop, the entire game, and then it
0: didn't matter, and they had the punt stop, and it didn't matter, because they had the ball back anyways, but... Then the Chargers sat in zone coverage. Bray picked them apart. One of the problems that the Chargers had in their defense was against the inside run. Patriots run the ball up the middle a whole lot, and they're really good at it. And that's one of the things that's underrated by the Patriots, too, is how good of an interior running team they are. They run power really well in those sorts of things. And we talked about last week as well. I just thought the Chargers are better. They're the most balanced team in football. Uh, I thought this was a bad Patriots team. But, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, I feel like the Patriots also just hung out until this game, too. But like they were just waiting, like, oh, we got it. We'll walk through the AFC East. We'll just be here, and we'll just take care of it whenever it happens.
1: I think the New England Patriots are the most ridiculous team I've ever seen in my life, only because they are probably going to go to the Super Bowl again. If they go again, I mean, come on. This is unfair at this point, because just like what you said, yeah, this, is the, wor- for the rest of this us. is the worst Patriots team that you have seen, that we have seen, and yet they are going to possibly go to the Super Bowl again. So, this is without any type of new players coming in. Um, Michelle is the only one that's probably brand new to them that they are using. But this is with an old, decrepit gronk. This is with Edelman, who's not near as quick off the so step. he was so
0: good last game, And he was too. so
1: good. And- I don't know what is going on. I don't know who it is. But right now, whoever doubts Brady is just a hater at this point because how can that you— I den- the greatest of all time. How can anybody say otherwise, regardless of deflating football, Spygate, anything? You catch these people, and yet they constantly keep going and keep winning. That says something. There is something to this team.
0: Yeah, and the worst part about last week, too— it was also like, we were finally like, oh, great. Yeah, the yeah, Patriots we it was over. finally played. No, it wasn't even that we thought I it was thought over. it was over. But it was mainly the fact that we're like, they finally had to play a good team in the divisional round. I can't believe it. They don't have nope. to play the Titans. They don't have to play the Texans. It's actually a really good football team. No, nah, it doesn't matter. No, nah,
1: it doesn't matter. That wasn't a good team. Who
0: cares? Do you see the shirts Edelman printed? Bet against us. Oh, my God. Uh, it's just <laughs> jam two sharpened number two pencils right in my eye. Oh, my eye. God. Just let it, and then let me lick the blood as it run down my cheek. It just, it makes me sick.
1: It's almost like Edelman and Tom Brady are next door neighbors. Oh, wait, they are. I assume so. Oh, yeah, no, they really are. Next door neighbors, Edelman bought a house right next door just so that they could practice in the off season and spend time together. You it's know, ju- it's better, better like, relationship. It's just like you and I. Oh, God. <laughs> I guess that's true, too. I can't, God. You're, you so, know, what? you're. Hold on, hold on. You're what Edelman. What you're saying
0: is gross. I'm just saying it's cute. Okay, you know? all right. It's going to be friends. Wait,
1: do you say cute?
0: Yeah, it's cute. It's good. It's cute. So it's good to be friends. So what you just said is
1: that we're cute friends.
0: No, I said we're good friends, and it's cute, and it's, it's good, to be good, good. Good friends, friends. <laughs> and it's cute. I, think it, that I mean, I mean cute it more friends. like it's cute that we're like Elman and Brady, that they're really good friends.
1: Okay, who's Tom Brady? Who's Jillian Elman?
0: I guess I'm Brady because I'm taller. Oh, that
1: doesn't make any difference. Edelman moved closer to Brady. You move closer to me. But, like,
0: you can grow a beard. I can't grow a beard. I'm taller. What? I can only grow, like, a half.
1: You know what? Never mind. You're shorter. Wait, I was going to say Edelman can only grow a half beard, but Edelman can grow a man beard. beard. He can grow a man beard, He looks like
0: Jeremiah Johnson right now.
1: All right, let me jump into the little boy now. Patrick Mahomes, do you think the NFC Championship game is going to matter as far as him being a rookie quarterback, him going into a gigantic game against a, another great quarterback or the greatest of all time, and he lost to him earlier this year. Do you think the previous matchup is going to have any type of like say or any type of, uh, I don't know, what's, what's what I'm looking for, any type of impact of this game coming up, or do you think that that's kind of in the past, forget and forget, here we go, new game?
0: Well, he was really good that first game. That's What I mean, I mean, I I mean both for of three them were good. 52 yards, four touchdowns. No, he was great.
1: He went up against Brady pro- though. Who was better, Matt? Who was better? The
0: Patriots run game was better. No. Oh. And so, thing with Mahomes, I mean, the only thing he did is he made those two really dumb mistakes, but like and the Chiefs went down early and they can score so fast. That was the game where Tyreek Hill had that 73-yard touchdown and the Patriots got the ball and they kicked that field goal to win it. That's uh, what I thought
1: you were going to say. You mean Tyreek Hill can score he really fast. 170
0: 300, 100, He had a hundred. <laughs> well, let's look it up. Ninety-two or a hundred forty-two. Oh, I can't <laughs> read my handwriting. That's Fifty yards in he between. He had a lot of yards, and he also had three touchdowns in that first game. The one thing about that game, that if we're taking that and extrapolating this week, Cream uh, Hunt he had five catches for he had five catches on six targets for one hundred five yards, and that's the one part that they're missing with Cream Hunt, Damian Williams. It's not necessarily the ground game; it's the pass receiving. And so without that, without that option, you know, kind of limits uh, what Mahomes can do on dump off plays and screens and those sorts of things.
1: Well, it doesn't matter anyways because Mahomes isn't that good without Tyreek Hill. So, well, I mean, we'll who, never care, who we'll cares, see, right? I mean, any Kills quarterback would be we'll as see. good if they had Tyreek Hill. So it doesn't even matter. I mean, sure, Patrick Mahomes is just whatever, but it's because of Tyreek Hill, but nobody wants to say it. But me.
0: I mean the Cowboys have Tyreek Hill and Tavon Austin. Look how bad. You know, Dallas is passing kind of okay. offensive. So. Right. Uh, That's well, where
1: we're going. Do you want to bring up the Cowboys Let's Go on with the Cowboys. No, we're not do Dak it. Stop Pireska. it.
0: Stop it. So the 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 what everything we said in that Kansas City game, whenever they played Indianapolis, we can say the same thing about the Patriots going into this game too. Where there's a path for the Patriots to win this game. It's control the clock, run the ball, uh, win the turnover battle. And, you run the ball a lot. Against the Chargers last week, their time possession was 38 minutes and 20 seconds, and their win against the Chiefs earlier this year, their time of possession was 36 minutes and 9 seconds. Uh, in that game, Sonny Michelle had 24 carries for 106 yards and two touchdowns, and the Patriots as a whole had more than 200 rushing yards against uh, Chiefs in that first one. And, like, after that, it's going to be – I think the thing for the Patriots is they need to kind of run their offense like how they did against the Chargers where it's – run the ball in first and second down, get really easy third downs. Hey, throw a throw pass at Elvin for six yards. Now you have another first down. That's all down. we need. And just like they don't need quick scores. They need to control and hog the ball as much as possible. And then the Chiefs and you know, if you force Mahomes in one interception, you get one quick three and out. And all of a sudden you're up by seven or 14 or whatever. And uh, you're able to stick with your ground game. Whereas I think the Chiefs go up big. I think the Patriots are kind of are screwed at that point.
1: You know, I am actually going to give this compliment to him, only because I doubted the Chiefs last week here. But that defense, man, that Chiefs defense showed up here. So do you think, like, Houston's going to be able to get, like, a sack on Brady? Do you think Maybe anybody is going to be able to put some? That. I I know, but do you think that defense is going to be able to show up the way it did against the Colts, or do you think Brady's shoulder is not going to be hurt in the cold?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, so Kansas City has three great defensive players. It's yes. Justin Houston, it's Chris Jones, and then it's D Ford. And, and D
1: Ford also had a sack last game as had, well. he had a strip sack. That yeah. was
0: after uh, I'm, Sammy Watkins fumbled. D, F- D Ford went saying. out for some meat. Do you think like that. this
1: defense is going to be able to do that against his New England team, or is this just going to be another Pats going to the Super Bowl?
0: I, I think the key is that they have to have Chris Jones be able to get an interior. I mean, they, all three guys have to be great. There's not key, any key <laughs> to one of them. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm stupid. <laughs> I haven't three days. I'm throwing you off right now. Yeah, I haven't in 3 days and you know, he's really throwing me a bunch of frisbees <laughs> over here in a windstorm. It's hard I, to catch them.
1: I'm not a good frisbee thrower. I can't throw. A fr- I like yeah, I love I, to I catch a frisbee. I can't throw a frisbee. You know, okay, at all. I'm sorry if we have these listeners. I apologize, but I, at the same time I don't. If you play frisbee golf, we could never talk in person. Like I when people say, "Hey Taylor, yeah, I never played golf in, in my life, but I played frisbee golf. Do you ever try that?" I literally stare <laughs> at them and just kind of like smile and walk away I mean, only cuz I now think I'm you're gonna, one of the worst human beings I've ever met.
0: I'm going to that far. It seems oh, kind of nice though. But like they have like a six pack of beer that they're throwing a frisbee it seems like a nice day.
1: Usually the guys that say they play Frisbee golf don't have a six-pack of beer with them, just saying.
0: Well, you can't be serious about that.
1: Oh, I'm going to be serious about it.
0: Well, I'm saying they can't be that serious about you saying that they're serious about it.
1: Oh, you know what? I feel like there's a lot of what-ifs going on here, so we're just going to say I'm right.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was wrong, actually. The, the Patriots in their first matchup, they had 38 rushes for 173 yards and three touchdowns. Michelle twenty four for for, of course I'm I'm not this is a facts only podcast. Uh, So Michelle twenty four carries one hundred six yards two touchdowns. James Watt even had six carries for thirty nine yards, and somebody named Kenyon Barner had I think six carries for you know over twenty yards too. So you made that name up? Uh, No, he's out there. The one thing about that for the Chiefs is that the Chiefs still. I guess, man, well, let's talk about what we were saying first before that (laughs) point. The Chiefs need all three guys to be great. Chris Jones has to be great. D4 has to be great. Justin Houston has to be great. The Chiefs can cover a little bit on the back end, but their inside linebackers are terrible. Uh, You know, Alan Bailey's been hurt. They don't really have a good defensive tackle at all. And so you can run the Chiefs once again. They have the worst run defense in football, too. And so it's every passing down, they have to get pressure. One of those guys has to make a play. Uh, in order to stop any sort of third down, not the Patriots may not you know, be stopped at all, and we can see like a forty-five, forty-two game and something along those lines, you know.
1: So let me ask you this then: Who's more important to like the team, or who needs to have a bigger game? Let's go with that: uh, Sony Michelle or Damian Williams.
0: Uh Sonny Michelle.
1: Really? You don't think that Damian Williams needs to kinda ha- like have like close to a hundred yards as well to be able to for the Kansas City? Or do you think Mahomes, Tyreek Kale, and Kelsey can just and sammy Watkins can just kind of take it home for the team and they don't really need a running game to kind of match?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean the the Chiefs did God, have the had, I hope the Chiefs i lose mean, the, so bad. They have one of the greatest off passing offenses God. of all time. Most, yeah, again, sixty three percent DVOA. I think Good second Lord. place was like forty two and a half percent. I mean, they're they unreal this year. Kill. And so I, I do think that that's the case. Um, and I think Mahomes is more important than Brady, though, on the other end of it, just because of the success I think the Patriots will have on the ground game, too. And I, and I think this game starts on the ground for New England. It's getting six yards of carry. It's controlling the ball. It's setting up easy third downs. It's keeping the Chiefs passing offense off the field as little as possible. Because the Patriots' defense isn't good at anything. Their best player is Stephon Gilmore, and he's like, all, I mean, he's. I didn't understand their
1: defense last game. What like, what did they even do? Was it the Chargers just being that bad, oh, or I mean, was it New England's like defense actually shutting them down? I just really believe we didn't even get to watch New England's defense because the Chargers were that bad. Were so, so I don't so even stupid. know what that team was.
0: Well, the Chargers. I mean, the Patriots just big blitzed them, and then the Chargers I, didn't do anything to make up for well, did yeah. it. Oh, they yeah. didn't do, they, was, they weren't like, all right, well, we need to keep six in the block.
1: They want. They watched Phillip Rivers get rushed three times on the same drive on the exact with same the play. Blister. And you know what they did? Nothing. Yeah, the they changed blister. nothing. Nearing, no, it, that was weird. That yeah. was just a bad game to watch.
0: And this wasn't even an offensive lineman game B on 1-1 one matchups. No. This is free rushers every single play. So you had to keep your back in the block. You had to keep two backs in the block. Or you have to run screens or run quick passes. And instead of just Phillip Rivers just like, taking three steps back, throwing his back foot really high, and then they were running a lot of vertical routes, too. Uh, the other thing that Phillip really,
1: Rivers was so angry. It was so awesome. Yeah. At the end of the game, he started yelling at his teammates. He was throwing the f I'm telling great. him, like, f and worthless, man. <laughs> it was so great to watch.
0: What also really sick about that game, too, was when Mike Williams dropped that jump ball pass. His arm oh in the hands, falls to the ground, and then the, and all of a sudden, the Chargers are down 14-0. You know, they punt after that, Patriots score again. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I mean, definitely, like, everything we said, again, everything we said last week about the Colts, you say about the Patriots this game, I just think the Patriots can actually do it, unlike the Colts last week.
1: Man, uh, listen, uh, the difference is, though, is that, come on, Andrew Luck's shoulder hurt in the cold. I don't know why you keep, like, saying, oh, yeah, the Colts aren't near as good, when they were. The cold affected the
0: shoulder. Come on, man, it hurt. I I mean, I just said the Colts couldn't do it. Uh, I think the Colts, like, talent-level-wise, they can, or, like, the way their team is built, they, they're kind of like the team that you would think could beat the Chiefs whenever you look at it on paper and that sort of thing. They just play an awful game. I
1: agree, but still, the Chiefs' defense did show up. And it all comes down to, though, um, we're going to go back to this. It's It's the funniest thing. It's now old versus new. We are back to the exact same conversation as we were with the Rams versus the Saints. We got the new, young, up-and-coming co- quarterback. You, who,
0: for, you forgot hot. You got through throw hot in oh there too. Oh,
1: God. I'm not saying hot. The new, young, not doing, hot
0: quarterback coming through.
1: Okay. Whatever. Either, young, hot quarterback there coming you go, through. All there right, you All right. All right. Fine. Either way. Coming up, he broke all the records, blah, 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 going up against the greatest quarterback of all time. People think Mahomes is going to be turning into just the greatest passer because of the new NFL rules. He's just going to tear it up and also because of Tyreek Hill is probably never going to leave his side. And
0: Andy Reid's really good too at scheming an offense and this is like oh the pinnacle of his coaching career was this year.
1: You know he's going to blow it in the end. And That's that, why they're never going to be able to win well, the was, NFL that was the Super Bowl because I was gonna he's, up too. Yeah, he's going to blow it. It's Just what he's going to do and he may even overthink it. He may go for a fourth down that he should never go for. He's
0: going for a fourth down now. They the thing is that fourth and five, he's going for it. The thing is, you cannot get
1: Brady the ball. I'll put it to you. You have to be perfect. If you give Brady the ball, you lose. Playing simple. Or something
0: about the very end of the game.
1: No, no, no. I'm talking about period. But
0: see, I don't, I disagree just because the Chiefs can score points so fast with so Tyler. Do you think Kale. that they're
1: gonna stop Brady though on the other side?
0: Uh I mean I just I just mean eventually more,
1: he's gonna figure it out. I mean,
0: I mean more I mean it more in the fact that if they go down by fourteen, they have the passing offense where they can catch up. So they can fall behind us, New England be okay, just because, again, they have Tyreek Hill they have Kelsey. Tyreek They're Hill, able to throw right. the ball downfield. Yeah, he's, a, he's spectacular. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's spectacular. If any quarterback had him, they'd be just as great, right? Yeah, uh, of course. Yep. And so also, go
0: also, too, um, the Chiefs had a really good pass rush against the Colts. The Colts' offensive line is more talented than New England's. They're better than New England's. And for them to have the pass rush in that game, you'd think maybe they'd be able to do the same this week. Uh, Which is, you know, every time New England's lost in the playoffs, it's because Tom Brady has to deal with a lot of pressure. He's uncomfortable and throwing short on third downs and those sorts of things. And so that's like Justin, again, Justin Houston, Chris Jones, and D Ford, all three have to be spectacular. If one spectacular, if only one of them is spectacular, they're going to lose. If only two of them are spectacular, they're going to lose. All three of them need to be unbelievable uh, on third down whenever they face those third and sixes or whatever to not allow, you know, Brady to kind of dink and duck and that sort of things, and, I, and also one thing to keep an eye on, too, is Chris Jones had three deflected passes, just bull rushing. That's going to be really big on, on third down this game because Bragg is pulling out quickly. Jones, you know, sitting there in the middle of the field uh, just knocking passes on the air. That could create, you know, two or three punts. Even one punt uh, could be the difference in this game, too, even.
1: Oh, my God. I'm loving it so much. You're doubting Tom again. You're doubting the Patriots team again. You're doing it. I know for a fact you pick against him. You're doing it. I know. You're already saying the negative comments. Matt, did you not learn your lesson from last week? I learned my lesson. I'm sorry. I said sorry. Okay? I get it. I get it. I will never do it again. I hopped off the Chargers bandwagon. I'm sorry. I apologize. You, on the other hand, you're not saying sorry. You wanna you wanna keep going. I'm just
0: I'm just all I'm doing is I'm just letting you know what can happen. What has happened oh, before. I
1: think you're hoping for that to happen though. Oh, for I, sure. You see, look at what, you. I mean, this is what
0: I wanna have happen about think it's gonna happen oh, though. Oh god, you're do you want to do picks now? Oh, my God. So, yeah, go ahead. So uh, everything I'm saying is I'm just letting you – I'm letting the facts out there. Yeah, We're having yeah, a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Of course. I'm letting you know the important things about this game. Love conversations. What could happen, what can't happen, what probably will happen. Uh, I want the Patriots to lose. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm tired of You're them. You're hiding
1: it so well.
0: I'm just sick of them. And, like, it's it's past the point where, like, there's admonishment. Like, oh, it's interesting. Like, it's really cool they've been good as long as they've been. I respect them. No, I'm just tired of it at this point. <laughs> And so, but that being said, I am picking New England. I'm picking them to win 45-41.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. So, if I was
0: to bet on this game, I'd bet on the Patriots, but I would not bet on this game. Oh, again, I'm wow. picking New England to win 45-41. I can't believe you're doing
1: this. All right. Well, you got a really high-scoring game here. I'm, I just don't think it's going to be that high. So, I'm going to go 32, New England. I'm going to go 25, Kansas City. I actually think it's going to be a little bit more of a blowout than what people expect because I just think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to fail against Brady. I just think Brady puts something over teams only because that Chargers game was weird. There's some voodoo magic going on, and I don't agree with it. I think there's cheating. I think somebody is using witchcraft, and his name is Tom Brady.
0: So you're you're expecting the Patriots to go big and the Chiefs kind of get some exactly. garbage, on touchdowns. Maybe it's, a little bit interesting in the fourth exactly. quarter, but the Patriots have that game all the time. I
1: truly think it's going to be very similar to the Chargers game where they're it's... They have to play. That's the whole thing. The Chiefs have to play perfect. Mahomes cannot turn the ball over. I think the moment Mahomes turns the ball over, it's game. Yeah. Like, that's what I honestly believe. The moment they don't score a touchdown to where Brady has to catch up, it's game. That's where I think uh, you have have to be that perfect. But if Sonny Michelle is running all over them and Brady is being just fine, I mean, that Kansas City team is now screwed. I mean, that's the they, whole thing. I
0: think they just need, like, two, like, even if they get one third down stop that they can get back into really quick because they their passing I, offenses.
1: I think the same thing. I just don't think they're going to stop Brady. That's did, my whole thing. I just, I, I agree. If the Kansas City defense can stop them, get them off the field where New England is forced to punt, I'm with you. I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah.
0: And you did bring up one other thing I wanted to talk about, too, is that you have Bill Belichick. The greatest football mind in greatest the history mind, of football.
1: Even though I don't think so, because he blew the Super Bowl last year. Whatever, right?
0: And whatever. And well, I mean, he like, had money on it. Derek Barnett shipped a sack in that game. Tom Bray had the ball last second. He didn't get the chance to come. Dude, back. I don't
1: want to hear it. Everybody knows Bill Belichick bet it against his own okay. team. Everybody knows. Don't, are you saying? It? Are, are you? Do saying you want to get we, in this conversation? No, we're is that gonna, what we're going to so, right talk
0: about this real fast because it, it still is a second-year quarterback going up against Bill Belichick. And I think he's gonna run coverages and set things up for specific moments to try set up. And I think with Kelsey especially, because Kelsey's really good sitting in on zone coverage. So I think he's gonna do I think he's gonna be able to get one interception out of tricking Mahomes into an interception based off like look it's like, okay, all right, cover two, uh this guy's here, turns over throw to Kelsey immediately, and then there's the linebacker right there for the interception. <laughs> I, and I agree. think the Patriots are gonna get one of those at least two.
1: That's funny that you bring that up because I agree completely. And when you were mentioning I was like and so Bill, just that Bill it. is such it's a it's like stupid pencil yeah. And
0: I'm like celebrating about <laughs> no. it.
1: Just he's like, I knew you were gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> mean, yeah. yeah it's stupid,
0: <laughs> stupid jerk. I t- I knew it. Dude, that's like so Bill. And the last thing too is that if this is a one-score game, it's still Andy Reid, and like he's been spectacular this year. He d- he's done such a great job. Uh, he's been unbelievable. Like he's he spent his entire year coaching for this season and like for this offense. You know, this is like. 30 years of work going into the offense they have this year. But that being said, all those like two-minute drill problems, all those one-score losses of the past, all those clock mismanagement yep. issues, like all of that is coming into this game, too. And so if it's a one-score game, I mean, I'm, I'm I think New England's going to win if it's a one-score game as well, too, no matter what happens throughout. But again, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I just think it's going to be a, a close game that New England's going to win because uh, nothing matters. It's all, it's all a lie. It's all a facade.
1: It's all Tom Brady. That's all this is coming down to. It's all Tom Brady. He is just the greatest. And it's Dak Prescott is easily going to be just the same. It's just going to take Dak a few more years, but he is going to win just as many Super Bowls.
0: That's fine. (laughs) Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you feel something.
1: You do I have to feel something, okay? I'm depressed over here. You didn't (laughs) even ask how I was doing. And by the way, you know what the most frustrating thing is? is I went to work the next day, and I had to wear my Dallas Cowboy jacket because it was so cold outside, so I had to double up. Dude, everybody, oh, Taylor, you lose a bet? Oh, Taylor, nice jacket. Oh, hey, you know they lost last night? The whole entire time, all I wanted to do was just tell everybody to go to hell. <laughs> That's all I wanted to do. Even my boss made a joke, and all I did was, ha, ha, ha bitch.
0: Yeah, it sounds like the first like ten minutes of a high school movie where the new kid gets made fun of. Whenever it's whenever the I Texans have. lost, they're like, Hey, we're oh it's like, Oh yeah, you didn't care, you knew that was gonna happen. It's like yeah, you got it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I had like you have five or six people ask me at work about the game. It's like, oh, but you knew it was gonna happen anyways, you know.
1: Does it make you feel better? You <laughs> saw it coming. No, right? it does make you feel better. And me. it's like you also get like a little dab on the shoulder, like a little punch. It's like, Hey, you you, you got close. You
0: almost had it. Good for you. Yeah. It's
1: like you get a participation trophy. God, I hate this generation.
0: Yeah, well, at least the uh, Texans have Deshaun Watson. He's really good, and they have a lot of money in this offseason. They have a lot of things they can do, so uh, that'd be fun. But I don't want to talk about them. We still have football going on. And that good football... Forward. What a
1: fan you are.
0: That football has uh, That football is going to happen, but this football show is coming to an end. So, to recap, I have the... Let me double check here. <laughs> he doesn't even know. I got it right here. I have the Saints winning 34 30. Now you have the Saints winning 28 24. And then in the AFC Championship game, I do not have it right there, but I have it right here. Uh, I have the Patriots winning 45 41. You have the Patriots winning 32 35. So uh, that's what we're up against this weekend. This should be a, a, a great weekend of football. And like last weekend, I think we're due for it. And if you listen to the show, tell your friends, tell your family. Tell the dog walker, uh, tell the ice cream man, tell everybody you know, hit that subscribe button.
1: Before we go, though, I do want to have one more bet with you. All right. bet you $100 if you're willing to take this bet. $100 that the hoodie that Bill Belichick wears is gray. you going to take the bet? No,
0: I'm not doing take that. Take the bet. I'm not doing that. Oh, come on. No, I'm not doing God. that. You're the worst. See,
1: worst fan, worst, worst friend. God, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm done.
0: I had to pay a lot of money and some deposits. You know? yeah, I'm so I can't done do do with this yet. Cowboys
1: podcast. You have no idea.
0: It's fine. Uh, but we'll be back on next Monday to review the games with BFD. We may do another show next week, even though we're entering the Super Bowl bye week. Uh, it just kind of depends on what we can do, what we can't do. We'll think of something, though. What are you talking about? Oh, we're we're going to do the Pro
1: Bowl podcast. Yeah, we're two crazy it. geniuses. It's
0: Pro Bowl podcast time. No, we can pick our Pro Bowl rosters like <laughs> Neon does. Ooh, Maybe that's actually that's
1: that. a good idea right there.
0: All right, well, I'm not going to take any more of your time. But anyways, thank you for listening to Red Radio. Hit that subscribe button. My name is Matt Weston. Thank you for being on tonight, too. <laughs>